Profile Interview. 14 minutes after 9 o'clock, Ronwin Pretorius is my guest and she joins me now. She's Chief Marketing Officer at Ackermans. Good evening to you, Bronwyn, and thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Good evening, Aubrey. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, to corroborate, uh, this is the first time we're engaging and this is not a paid for <laughs> engagement. <laughs> so, so, somebody was, was telling me that, yeah, this is, uh, you've been paid well by uh, Ackerman. And I, wow. I think I think somebody somebody else has just made the situation very clear to say that maybe they were thinking that this is the Ackerman family of pick and pay. And I think that that's oh. going to be... Uh, and perhaps we could we could clarify that that this is definitely not that it's got nothing to do uh, with the family uh, that uh, founded Pick and Pay. But how are you doing, Bronwyn? Are you well? I'm, I'm great. I'm great. I'm really I'm really excited to chat to you this evening. Absolutely. So I was saying that whenever we have conversations in my home, we usually speak about Ackerman and the other uh, company that is. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 in my family there are those that are for the other company of course and then in my family there are people that enjoy shopping at Ackermans uh but really it's not about Ackermans today it's about Bronwyn Pretorius her life and the fact that you have risen to some very very important levels and heights in the business world and ours is to try and get your inspirational story so that somebody out there can perhaps look at them and say you know what I see myself in Bronwyn's story and be inspired let's start where was Bronwyn Pretorius born? Well, I mean, so thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity again. And I hope I am a, a level of inspiration to somebody out there. Uh, as, a, as a young colored female growing up in the Cape Flats yep. um, in South Africa, there were not very many opportunities available at the time. And having parents that worked extremely hard to be able to afford me an opportunity to go to really good schools, I think that exposed me to life is just available and there are opportunities available outside of what my bubble was at that time. Um, so I was, I was fortunate enough to go to a really good school, Rhenish Girls uh, High School based in Stellenbosch. Uh, initially studied law straight out of high school, but realized very, very quickly that law was not going to be something that helped me in the creative area because I found myself to really enjoy numbers and really enjoy the creative side of my brain. And law was definitely not that. Uh, so fell in love with marketing, the idea of, of studying marketing. I was exposed to marketing by a family member who was in TV production at the time, actually. Uh, TV I mean, production? Yes, TV production. So behind the scenes, TV production, I was like, what is the world of TV production? And this was apparently marketing at the time. So I fell in love with marketing in, in that way. And then that propelled my, my blessings and my joy into studying marketing and then eventually working for some of the biggest corporates in, in the country and on the continent. And so what pushed you into or pulled you? I don't know what the, the, the force was. What pushed you or pulled you into the direction that ultimately gives us the chief marketing officer of Ackerman? So I think that when, when I was younger and I was exposed to what do you go and study after school, we weren't very much exposed to 
anything outside of being a lawyer, a doctor, an accountant. Uh, and, and marketing definitely wasn't on the radar at all. And once you actually delve into what marketing is all about, there's a lot of science behind marketing. It's about understanding your customer, understanding what their needs are, their pain points are, and then being able to deliver an answer to that pain point. And so my first, my first role in marketing, I, I worked for... Africa's biggest retailer being ShopRite at the time. And that was really a, a great foundation for me to understand about understanding a customer's needs, answering them yeah. and having the force behind a big brand like ShopRite to be able to service millions and millions of South Africans and who can't fall in love with helping in such a great way and having a purpose-driven role in such a purpose-driven organization. And I think today, every role I've had has led me into organizations that have strongholds in South Africa and ultimately leading me to the one that I'm at, at currently, which is Ackermans and such a legacy brand, a part of so many homes in South Africa, millions of homes. And so I love the latter part of your family who are for the green team. <laughs> so, um, yes, ask them to give me a call. Those are the, those are the ones that they, I want around they, the they, 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 might, they might take you up on that. What, <laughs> what, is, it, what is it about? about marketing. I mean, I imagine that being a chief marketing officer for a brand that has such ubiquitous reach into, uh, into South African homes, it, it, it requires a particular philosophical outlook. It requires a particular um, technical prowess as far as that space is concerned. What is it about, about, about marketing that that attracts you, that perhaps defines your space in that, in that space? I think the, the, the customer need for me and how the customer evolves over time. So the customer that Ackerman serviced 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, I mean, it's been around for 100 years and 100 years ago is not the same customer that we have today. And that's so interesting. The fact that one customer is so dynamic in terms of who they are, how they shop, what their needs are, and ultimately the things that they face on a daily basis. Understanding that times are tough in South Africa at the moment. The wallets are being stretched. But how can we as a brand still offer our mass market South African consumer quality that they can't deny its quality at an affordable price? We don't believe that certain people only deserve quality. We believe that everybody deserves quality at Ackermans. And so I think that's also marrying the purpose of the brand. And I've always joined organizations that have a very strong purpose and belief. And I'm very proud to be a part of the brand that I'm currently a part of today. And then marrying that with marketing, understanding the customer insights behind why we do what we do. And then doing it in a really cool way, really fun way. Um, that's the creative side of things, being able to translate that in a way that actually appeals to a customer and appeals to South Africans and makes you stand out. So it's, it's, it's a fun role. Uh, they, there's a lot of science behind it, but ultimately it's also really, really fun. So I enjoy the creative side, especially marrying with the data and the intelligence behind that. I've had conversations with people that are in your, in your, in your trade in, in marketing. Okay. And, and the more I listen to them and perhaps uh, listen to what you've got to say, the more I sometimes feel like marketing is some sort of <laughs> some sort of um, psychological um, 
ah, I don't want to use this word, but uh, let me go there. Manipulation of the, of, of, <laughs> of, of, of the, of the, of the consumer. Is it? No. Uh, manipulation has a very, very negative connotation. I know. That's why, that's why I, th- I thought, I thought, I thought, sure. Uh, maybe, maybe I should find a better word, but I, I, I want to go there because I, I want you to sanitize it for me. I think, I think we entice you. Understanding that the industry that we're in, it's a very saturated market. There are lots of great competitors out there that are offering really, really great offerings as well. So great product offerings, great brand offerings. However, how do you stand out to a consumer and make yourself top of mind or your brand top of mind so that you're a part of the consideration set? I wouldn't call that manipulation. I would call that enticing. And if you're able to entice somebody from on a brand level then I think that's marrying how marketing can really impact your life um, so it's, it's, it's definitely not going to be manipulations I would put it out there and say the way in which um, individuals may have enticed their partners into dating them or marrying them I wouldn't call that manipulation I would call that an art yeah. So uh, let, let's go. It's, it's, the, it's the art of it. It's the art of marketing and being able to understand the consumer and what makes them really tick is what the true art of marketing is. And, and, and so what is at fundamentally, what, what is the, the fundamental tool of marketing? Because I've come to understand that marketing and sales are not the same thing. Definitely not. Um. Uh, that marketing is a long-term uh, process of massaging a particular idea into the uh, into the market that will ultimately make a person make a particular decision, right? Hundred uh, percent. Uh, 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 and 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 that that is something that organisations have come to understand or value they've come to understand to the point where they will employ the brightest minds like Bronwyn Pretorius to actually uh, give this thing uh, life. What is, what is at the, the, the foundational thinking of marketing? Is it, is it a product? Is it a, what, what is it that you're doing to me when you, when you make me prefer Ackermans instead of the other group so I, I i like to go back to um a, a brand that i that i really love that that's outside of the world of, of Ackermans right now that um speaks to what marketing actually is and it goes back to when steve jobs joined apple in the 90s again and he launched uh the the campaign think differently and the campaign was all based around being a little bit crazy, yes to the crazy ones, think differently. And he, in that uh, speech to his business, spoke about the fact that Apple, as a brand, it's all about how the brand makes you feel. Understanding who the customer is and then understanding what makes them tick and why that makes them tick. So brands and brands that are really, really good at this, they make you feel something. And I believe that the association with Ackermans, it makes you feel a certain way. And that's the, that's the hidden sweet spot behind proper marketing. Yes. We understand what makes you tick and it's all about what, how that makes you feel, the feeling behind the brand. 
is, is ultimately what stands you above the rest of your competitors. Anybody can sell the same product as you. Anybody yes. can have the same price as you. Anybody can sit up at the same location, offer it on the same kinds of channels. But unless you stand for something and you make your customers feel a certain way, then your brand is not going to have longevity. And I believe the fact that Ackermans has been around for over 100 years speaks due to the fact that we've gotten that right. And 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 there for me is the the genius of it all that there is a fundamental understanding that generally we don't make our purchasing decisions intellectually we make them emotionally. One hundred percent. It's true. What everything that we do comes from an emotional standpoint. The way we spend our money comes from an emotional standpoint. Uh, standpoint and I mean I even I come from the banking sector I come from the food retail sector and in every category no matter what the category is we make as human beings emotional decisions so where I spend my money is an emotional decision it may not be the the place that looks the prettiest or it may be the place that looks the prettiest because it makes me feel a certain way. Yeah. It may be um, a place that understands that I only have X amount in my wallet and therefore I feel a connection to the brand because they get me more than the other brand. So definitely every everything is 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 emotional. And so when, when I develop marketing strategies, I split it up into three areas. So there's a heart component, there's a head component, and there's a wallet component. And the heart component is always a very big contributor to the decision making of a consumer. So what, 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 because it appears to me that what you do is a combination of the heart and the mind. Yes. Right? Uh, you, 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 met, you want a, an action, you want a behavior out of your, uh, out of your clients, you want them to part with their money and buy your products and keep coming. I imagine it's not just a once-off kind of relationship that you do. You're doing. What is the fundamental message? And I, I'm not asking you to give me the big secrets now, uh, Bronwyn. But but what is the fundamental message that keeps that relationship going? That comes from you guys at Ackermans to us as your as your clients. What is that that, that keeps that balance between our, what we feel in our hearts and what we, we think in our minds and, and then ultimately um, become an action. What, what is that that you're sending out there? I honestly go back to the consumer understanding and the customer understanding, which is one of the reasons and one of the big reasons that we've recently won uh, two awards with Ask Africa in the, in the kids and women area. When it comes to Ackermans, if you think Ackermans, the top things that will come to mind will be kids' clothing and it will be quality. And those are the things that we want you to, to think about because it's intentional. It's intentional in our brand. It's intentional in our marketing. And um, I've actually only been with the organization for 60 days. So I'm only 60 days in. So there's still a lot for me to, to, to learn about the organization. But uh, in my conversations early on about joining the brand, one of the things that, that I said to the CEO was, that Ackermans is a legacy brand and to being a part of every South African family and household in some way. And the reason behind that is because my mom would have worn Ackermans at some point. Mm. My mom's mom would have worn Ackermans at some point. I wore Ackermans at some point. And my kids wear Ackermans. Mm. 
And so it's a brand that is almost a circular brand. That's a legacy brand that gets passed on from one generation to another generation. There's a beautiful story behind that. It means that families around South Africa trust this brand. And they've trusted this brand for a hundred years. So therein lies the beauty around. So the secret sauce, it's all about your consumer, how you make them feel. And if you are able to build trust or have a consumer trust in your brand, don't ever disappoint them. Because once you break that trust, it's very difficult to gain that trust again. Do you think that that legacy relationship that a brand has, whether it's Ackermans, whether it's SAB, or whether it is you know one of those big legacy brands, or your your competitors. Do you think that beyond beyond selling your wares and contributing to the economy, employing people, that you are able to? direct the thinking of South Africans in specific ways. I, I, I make reference here to, for example, Nando's. Mm-hmm. Um, they have become, in many ways, a legacy brand. Mm-hmm. And their whole marketing approach is not just about selling chicken. <laughs> it is about commentary on uh, issues of the day. Um, uh, sometimes they, they, they sail very close to the wind and make people un- uncomfortable. And sometimes, sometimes they make, make us laugh. Sometimes we agree with them. Sometimes we disagree with them. What do you make of the kind of marketing that goes beyond the core business of a brand? Well, I was actually having a conversation with my husband a, a few weeks ago about what makes what makes for a good business between business, one business and another business. And I think that if it's brand first and you, you truly understand what your brand stands for. So in the case of Nando's, I think that they, they truly understand who they are and yes, they don't sell chicken. Of course they don't, but their intention with all of the communication and all of the marketing is to constantly be top of mind and constantly be a part of the conversation. So that eventually when you do buy chicken, you, you think about them. But their initial intention is not to speak about their chicken. It's just to be a part of the conversation so that they stay relevant. And so that's the brand that they are. They want to be a part of the topical conversations. They want to be a part of the controversial conversations. And that's really worked well for them. And it's a brand that I think does phenomenal marketing. Uh, and, and it doesn't necessarily work in, for other brands. Uh, in the case of Ackermans, we're a family brand. And we, want, we always want our consumers to see us as the positive brand that brings you positivity, that brings you quality and makes you smile, makes you feel good, makes you feel good as a South African. We go through so much in this country, a lot of negativity, but there's also a lot of positivity and we want to be a part of that positivity. Uh, we want to be that brand that's in your home that you can trust that you know that this is the brand that cares for you, understand you, understand your needs from your kids' clothing all the way up to you as a female. And and we just want to be a part of your life in that way and then the next generation to come. So I, I, I do think that there are different types of brands that do really well with in the lights of being a little bit more controversial. And that's who they are. They understand who they are. And you need to understand what you as a brand stand for and what you're not. I think it's really important 
in, in any business and specifically in marketing to understand what you are not because otherwise you can get overwhelmed and you can try and be everything to everybody and that's just not that's not a good strategy to have do you think that the the venturing out into other issues other than chicken is perhaps a a strengthening of their position in our minds in other words uh, uh, is what you're saying to me that they create a context where a conversation cannot happen without us referencing them in one way or the other and for that reason they have a certain level of mind share that wouldn't come simply from selling chicken. 100%. I think they've done a very good job to be a part of the conversation. Uh, whether it's a Friday night and you're brying and you're not eating the Nando's chicken, or whether it's a, it's a Monday and you're getting some Nando's for lunch, I think they've done a very good job at being a part of the conversation, and I think it works for them. Uh, I do think they know their brand really, really well, and that, that's been working well for them for a very, very long time across markets as well. So they don't adapt necessarily who they are, their tone of voice uh, to to different markets. They are who they are, and that's what you expect from Nando's. So it's clearly doing well for them. Uh, I say kudos to the brand, uh, Nando's. Uh, it's a part of the conversation in my home from time to time as well. And they've, they've said some really interesting things. Oh, nobody can nobody can deny that for sure. What are you guys doing about that? What are you guys doing about going beyond the conversation about quality, affordability? Um, or is that part or is that not part of your strategy? Uh, and if it's not, why aren't you? Why is it not part of your strategy? It's definitely part of our strategy. It's about more than just the merchandise. Like I said earlier, it's Anybody can sell the same clothes that you uh, that you that you do. Anybody can sell at the same price at the same place. Um, so we definitely are in the in the world of building brands and building our brand. And just to go back to that's what I believe is one of the reasons that has stood us against and above a lot of our competitors. And when we receive accolades like the Ask Africa Icon Brand Awards, where we've won number one in the categories of women's clothing um, and children's clothes, and that's where over 24,000 consumers were surveyed, as an example. And out of 24,000 consumers weighted against the 28 million um, consumer population, we, we came out tops. And that's not only because of the product. Yes, of course, our product is meticulous, meticulously designed and really crafted to the customer that we have. We have a phenomenal buying team at Ackermans. But it's because of the fact that we've built trust over the 100 years that we've been around in our quality, in the affordability, in the value, because we're a value retailer at the end of the day. And the value equation is great product at a price that I can afford. And so I think we've gotten that extremely right, the value retailing side of things. So customers know what they're getting when they, when they come to us. And that isn't, that's not only because of the product, that's also because the brand has lived true to what it offers and that's a value offering to our consumers. What about that is quintessentially Bronwyn Pretorius? It's definitely not Bronwyn Pretorius because I just landed 60 days ago. So <laughs> <laughs> I cannot say it's Bronwyn Pretorius. I've had, um, I've, I've stepped into the role 60 days ago. 
I've uh, started making some changes in the organization, some changes that have, have just come through with, with some of the winter season uh, advertising that would have gone out this week. But the, this business wasn't built on one individual. This business is still not going to be built on me in the future. This business was built by lots of other people. So a group of fantastic marketers, but a group of fantastic, what we call pedimas. Um, and so at Ackermans, we believe that we're not just one person. We're a group of people ultimately working towards a common goal of success for the organization and for our South African consumers. So it's definitely not because of me. Let's speak in about a year's time and maybe some of the things are going to be because of me. What, what do you think we will, we will have seen in a year's time that would, would have been a very clear Bronwyn Pretorius influence? Well, I'm hoping to, to have consumers that across South Africans, across South African landscapes, across South African LSMs or SEMs consider us for their families. Um, I do think that there's been a, a perception that Ackerman services a specific kind of market and one specific market, and, and that is not true. We've seen uh, customers across various income brackets, across various LSMs and SEMs come through our base. And so I'm hoping to, to grow that um, level of consideration and share of mind. And so by next year, I'm hoping that we have uh, your full family in our stores as opposed to just half of them. <laughs> One of the things that friends and, and, and colleagues have conversations about when we think Ackermans is your, your, inner, your, your ability to make the ordinary aspirational. I don't know if I, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. In other words, the 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 models that are on the on the billboards uh, that speak of your merchandise and the kind of person are real people. They are not uh, the kind of models, perhaps, that you would see on a on a on a French magazine or Italian. Uh, it's real people. It's like you look at it, at that magazine, you think, oh, I, I think I know that person. I think I was talking mm. to. And I think that that has been a big part of the allure, the the um, the the constant uh, relatability of Ackermans with many South Africans. In other words, it's not people that are overly athletic, or people that are too tall, or too short, or or too thin. It's it's regular people that. You know, you look at that person, you say, that, that one That one looks like they enjoy a, a good burger or a burevors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and for me, that has been a very consistent sort of uh, message about Ackermans that, that I've sort of noticed. Has that been deliberate? Has that been something that somebody has thought about and said, you know, we're going to, we're going to be represented by true, real South Africans on our on our marketing messaging? Is, is that part of, of, of the thinking there? Definitely. Uh, you hit the nail on the head when you spoke about relatability. We are a brand that we want to be relatable. We're not trying to be vogue. We're not trying to be the Zaras of the world. Um, we, we understand that in South Africa, 
there is a specific need. We're shaped differently, as an example, and we understand that as an Ackermans brand. And so we're we're an authentic brand. We try to relay our authenticity through our marketing. So, and South Africans are beautiful people. And so we like to celebrate beautiful people in South Africa. So you've hit the nail on the head. We're a relatable brand. We're not trying to be Zara bending over in a very funny pose. You're never going to see that uh, when it comes to an Ackerman's advertising campaign. We want to showcase ordinary South Africans. And ordinary South Africans, I, I say ordinary South Africans, but our ordinary everyday South Africans are ultimately extraordinary South Africans. Our people are phenomenal. And so we love to celebrate our, our people uh, because they, they should be celebrated every day of their lives. They go out there in the midst of load shedding, in the midst of everything that's going on from a financial standpoint. And still, we're a happy, positive bunch of people. And that's who we like to celebrate at the end of the day. Some people have used the word resilience to mm. describe what you've just spoken of now that, you know, we South Africans are a very resilient bunch. And I remember having a, a similar conversation with somebody on the very same slot about my 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 trepidation around this word resilience these days. <laughs> it, it, it's a beautiful word. But sometimes I, I get a sense that we we get gaslit into tolerating stuff that we shouldn't be tolerating because we are so so resilient talk to me about that so i think it depends on, on whether you look at the the glass half full or glass yeah. half empty you know yeah uh, uh life is tough life is always going to be tough and to the average south african consumer their their toughness are is is the kind of toughness that a lot of south africans will never be able to understand but resilience, in, in my opinion, is a mindset. So you, if, if you look at things in a, in a negative way, it, it means that you're probably not going to be able to wake up the next day and be able to achieve much. But if you look at everything in a positive light, despite the terrible things that are going on in this country, the, the likelihood of achieving greatness is, is, is quite high. And it's not to say that what you're saying is untrue around the fact that uh, we, we shouldn't feel our feelings as South Africans. We should, we should be in the moment and feel what we feel, right? So when things are tough, we're completely allowed to feel what we feel. But as, as South Africans, and, and what makes me a proud South African is the fact that we get up the next day and we are resilient. And, and I look at that in, in a positive light. I look at that in, in the glass half full. Uh, so, so using... Words like um, gaslighting, which is a very 2023-2024 word, is, is not one that I wouldn't uh, would associate with, with resilience. I yeah. think that, that makes us special as a people. So, a- as a little girl, you know, I'm, 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 I'm taking my cue from the fact that you, you, you have the ability to real-time um, develop an a very well-articulated response to an uncomfortable question, right? Uh, and I imagine that the work that you do as you uh, craft a particular message for the organization you work for requires a lot of reflection. 
It requires a lot of meditation, perhaps. I don't know whether you meditate or you pray, but you, mm-hmm. it, it, it requires a lot of deep, deep thinking about the very various layers that are under what we ultimately see as a particular message. Do you take a lot of time to think about stuff? Are you very pensive? Are you very thoughtful? Are you that kind of person? I, I definitely am. I, I think that uh, personally, because I am who my ancestors were, and and even when I, with every achievement that I've had throughout my career, I always think back to my ancestors would never have been able to have these kinds of opportunities, and they they would have been so proud, you know. And and to me, it's all about legacy and taking their hardships and what they had to go through to be able to achieve as people of color um, for hundreds and hundreds of years. And to I actually feel like I have a responsibility yeah. as a South African female of color yeah. to to be successful, but not just for me. Uh, to try and have some sort of impact in other people's lives to the little girl that's also in the Cape Flats right now thinking that she is not able to achieve, to be able to say to her, you can, and anything is possible. And yes, it's going to be tough, but I believe that anything is possible if you put the hard work in and you believe in yourself. Uh, because belief also comes from inside and becomes from the, and it comes, it's an innate thing that you, you either have or you don't, and belief starts with you. It's not about giving other people the power of belief in you. So, so yes, I, I am. I reflect on, on, on things quite a bit. And um, I, I'm, I'm definitely not unaware of the fact that I'm here because of the people that came before me. Tell me about your ancestry. Tell me about your understanding of it and how it plays into the way that you think about the world and make decisions. Uh, it's it's so like many South Africans or many people my age, uh, we probably don't know as much as we'd like to know about our ancestry. But what I what I do know about uh, my ancestry is that uh, so my grandma was actually a domestic worker, and w- what is so interesting is I remember during school holidays going to my grandma's house and then taking the taking public transport to other homes, and then seeing my grandma iron. And me playing in a stranger's house, not realizing she was a domestic worker. Um, to me, that was just just another day spending time with my grandma during the school holidays, knowing I'm going to get a chocolate stary stumpy at the end of it. And I was, couldn't wait until I got my chocolate stary stumpy. Uh, so she was a domestic worker. She had eight kids, my dad being the eldest of eight. And him during that time had to leave school and at, at the tender age of, of 14, grade eight or standard six at the time. Uh, and, and he's ultimately, I, I would say he's my hero because he was able to achieve success with a very, very limited education and um, was able to break barriers in, 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 in an industry that was previously only known for a certain kind of individual. And, and he was able to, to be successful in, the, in that aspect. And so because he was able to be successful in that aspect, I had absolutely no excuse. And, and so it, it was meant and ordained for me that I had to be because I was never going to disappoint the likes of my father that I had to walk through many, many barriers um, and many struggles 
to achieve what he did in order to remove some of those barriers so that I could achieve a little bit more. Is Grandma still alive? She unfortunately just passed away last week. So oh, oh Ronan, yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. No, thank you, thank you. I'm so sorry to hear that. Listen, yeah, it was, it was and, quite and, sad. and 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 and. And are, are you her wildest sort of dream? You know, I, I tell the story of my grandmother um, who in a different life when I was in the corporate world at a certain point in time came to visit me at, at, my, at my office. And um, my PA at the time was a, a white lady. Yeah. And um, lovely lady, uh, Ronell Brink. And uh, she came to come and visit where I work <laughs> and uh, Ronell who happened to be a white lady offered to make her tea wow <laughs> and my grandmother wept for 30 minutes non-stop I couldn't understand because she, could, she wasn't articulating it and yeah. my dad and she, she was weeping she was weeping she was crying for 30 minutes and then I then my dad said do you know why she's crying so I said no I, I, I couldn't understand why she was crying she said never Never, ever, ever in her wildest dreams did she ever think she'll ever see a day when a white woman would offer to make tea for a black woman working for her grandchild. Now, that's powerful. You know, and and, 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 and it it took me some time to sort of. Uh, to sort of, uh, what's the right word, to, to digest this, okay? Because the reality that our grandparents lived in versus the reality that we now live in is so, so vastly different that that my grandmother couldn't recognize what, because I was sitting behind a desk with a computer and, and, and she says, so when do you go and work? <laughs> <laughs> So I said, no, no, I'm working. This is work. She said, no, 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 I'm talking about work. <laughs> and so, and so, and so, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know that if, if your grandma, I mean, she, she, she just passed away, but do, do you think your, your grandma appreciated the level of success that you've reached now? One hundred percent. I definitely am her wildest, wildest dream. Uh, and and that makes me makes my heart really really happy, and and yes she she was always in awe when she came to to visit me and visit my family and um, even just my kids and 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 how they how they speak <laughs> she was always always so astounded as uh, at at how they operate and and. The fact that they eat sushi at the age of three, and she's like, "What is this? What is this nonsense that these kids are eating? With you? you know, the raw fish." Yes. So, so yes, she she was a phenomenal woman, and and uh, I'm I'm really proud to have been able to make her proud at the end. Part, part of the reason why we have this particular feature, um, to to really speak to people that have done well in their chosen careers. Uh, and mostly people who come from uh, backgrounds that that almost w- were going to make sure that they don't reach those kinds of success was is precisely so that that young girl in Mitchell's Plane mm. uh, or some girl in Soweto who who comes from a similar background can actually believe that it's it's possible it's possible to crack that ceiling. 
But it, it doesn't seem to me like that was your mission in life, that I am Bronwyn Pretorius and I am going to crack the ceiling of race, of gender sort of limitations, of intellectual and, and educational uh, uh, limitations. It, 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 it sounds to me like your, your walk was far more, far more step by step than big, big goals. I, I, I represent an iconic uh, 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 vision. Uh, am I wrong? I, so my, my goal was always to do better to be able to take care of my family. Right. So that's, that's so interesting. I mean, even, even to this day, I, I joke with my, my in-laws and I say, one day I'm going to buy a massive farm. I'm going to build a house for my in-laws build a house for my parents and then I'm going to have my house in the middle but it's far enough for the visitor they can't just pop up. It's going to take them a while to get there. Yeah. So so even if I look back, my intention was always to just take care of my family and, and, and that was my goal and I always knew that I was going to be successful. Whether it be success uh, in the corporate world or whether it be success in, in, in other ways, I wouldn't have been able to articulate that at, at that point, but I knew that I was meant to do something with my life in order to make an impact in other people's lives. And that was always a goal of mine. And it's still a goal of mine. I will still buy that farm one day and I will still have my, my parents and my in-laws there and maybe even one day there'll be cousins and we'll all have a little bit of a commune kind of thing. Uh, but so my goal has always been to take care of other people. And that's the essence of who I am. And I think that's also one of the reasons why my career has probably gone from step to step to step because it hasn't really been the ambition to be the big conglomerate CEO, but potentially that's where it's going to end up. And if it is, then I'm ready for it. And open arms, I'm ready for it. Where to for Bronwyn Pretorius, not only as a chief marketing officer of a very, very strong South African brand, but where to for you in your own personal development? Is there a particular goal that you have uh, other than the big farm uh, that you have to see a particular milestone that is personal for yourself? Women in leadership is something that has always been uh, a focus of mine. When I was at a company uh, a few years ago, one of the one of the fintechs that I used to work for, I, I started a leadership program called Women in Leadership in conjunction with an education firm. And the reason I did that is because I strongly believe that women, and especially women of color, need to see other women of color succeeding mm -hmm. in order to be inspired. Because little girls, become successful when they have dreams. And if they don't have dreams, that's where the story ends. And so by starting the, the Women Leadership Program in, in the organization at the time, it was to have open conversations about the struggles that we have as women in, in the big corporate world, to discuss how to get ahead, to discuss how to support one another, because that's another aspect to the fact that people don't speak about the supporting nature. Are women really supportive in the workplace and how do we become more supportive in the workplace so that we can bring along other women in, in, into the workplace? So I have a very specific focus around how I'm able to bring other women with me 
it's not just about me. I want to bring other women with me. So besides the farm that I'm ultimately going to get one day, mm-hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a goal of mine to take other females and specifically females of color along the journey with me so that it's not just about me. It's about who's the next person that I'm handing the baton to. What's your earliest dream as a little girl that has abided in your thinking, in your mind, that has acted as fuel for for your pursuits? Going to a school like Rhenish Girls. So Rhenish Girls being a very, very good school based in Stellenbosch, me living in, in, in a colored community at the time. Um, and as an example, going after the school holidays, going back to school and saying, one of the, the the young girls at the time said, "Oh, I went to Italy for the holidays," and in my mind, I was I was saying to myself, "I hadn't even been to Longaban at the time." So I I think that was I will never forget that day because at that moment I said that oh, I will not limit myself by my circumstances. There are people out there that live a certain way, and that one day will be me. And that was a pivotal moment for me in terms of realizing that the environment in which I grew up in is not the environment in which I need to continue staying in. Um, and not to say, I mean, I grew up in a great environment, great people, great community. You know, the neighbors, I don't see my neighbors these days, but neighbors back then, they were part of your family. However, I knew back then that was a pivotal moment for me to say that this is not the be all and end all for Bronwyn. And at the time, it was Bronwyn Lafleur, not Bronwyn Pretorius. Uh, and Bronwyn was going to do better things with her life. So, yeah, there are a few that I can mention, Aubrey, but th- that one stands out for me. Well, Bronwyn Pretorius, who used to be Bronwyn Lafleur, thank you so much <laughs> for agreeing to talk to us. Chief Marketing Officer at Ackermans, I am supremely proud of you. Thank and you. I want to thank you so much for agreeing to talk to us. And it appears that the marketing uh, campaign for Ackermans is in good hands. We'll watch with uh, great interest uh, in the next few years. Bronwyn, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Aubrey. Really oh. appreciate it. Oh. Have a good one.